welcome back to episode Karen Sank of Le VOTP, the voice of the people of the podcast about sense, no sense, and nonsense. Here I've got the stuff and you can too, if and only if you have an open mind and the ability to listen. Still on the Reliant K bandwagon here. I thought I had maybe one or two albums to go. But I think I have three after this album. Can you believe it? I did not know they had this many albums. But this album I'm about to talk about, I think, is their turning point. I think this is the album that kind of stuck out to me. And also, I think, was a swing in the right direction with their... I keep saying it, maturity, but maturity is good, you know, when you, when you first start a band, I feel everybody is like, ooh, let's, you want to be in my band, you want to be in my band, and everybody's just, you know, coming in, they don't know what their sound is going to be, they all have different ideas, they just want to have fun, and that's how it usually starts. And the good bands, after an album or two, or maybe even three, that's when you get to their good stuff. And let's start off with the album Five Score and Seven Years Ago. Here is the playlist. Pleading the Fifth, Acapella. Come right out and say it. I need you. The best thing. Forgiven. Must have done something right. Given till there's nothing left. Devastation in reform. I'm taking you with me. Faking my own suicide. Crayons can melt on us for all I care. Bite my tongue up and up. Ending with deathbed. Ending with an 11 minute song. Deathbed. However, I do think it's probably really only 7 minutes. And then they have that break. And then they go into like some secret silly song. So... I don't like when bands do that because say if you like that part at the very end but you don't like the song and the be- if you don't like the beginning part then you got to get through all that junk to get to the end. I don't like that. What? Just split it into two splitting into an an extra song for God's sakes. Or make it make it make sense. Like don't have like 3 minutes of emptiness and then you just ramble on about silly crap like it it, I don't think it's anything special that's at the end of that 11 minutes like why am I going to wait the additional five six minutes and it's a shame because deathbed is so good it's such a good finisher it's such a good song and then you wait a few minutes And then you get to this silly nonsense that, in in my mind, it, it hurts the entire album. It really does, because the rest of it is so good. The rest of it is so good and smart. I love Come Right Out and Say It. I love The Best Thing. Forgiven. Must have done something right, even though there's nothing left. Faking my own suicide. Bite my tongue. Up and up. Deathbed. I mean, that is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. That is 
almost 80% of the entire album. I really enjoy and when I make my my artist wrap up playlist, those are going to be on that playlist. That's incredible. It's incredible like when you get an album that is 75% to 100% positives. That is a good sign. That is a really good sign. And I It's so strange. In the beginning, I said like this was their turning point and it's it's kind of funny because I when I was reading off the names of this album, everything is pretty amazing until you get to that last song at the very end you get to some silly nonsense (sighs) why guys why why do you do this can't you do this on like some side thing or maybe an alternative version of this album or perhaps don't put it on an album just put it on other avenues like i don't know put it on your website as like an extra for for some people like your diehard fans or put it up on one of the social sites i gotta keep in mind though that some of these older albums social media was not as big or as present so i gotta i gotta keep that in the back of my head so that i'm not um you know maybe that wasn't the main way to do things back then But uh, I would say if you knock out that little thing at the end, this is one of their better albums. This is a this is a this is a sweet album, and I uh, I really liked the when I was growing up. This was the album like the album art where they're standing. And you're seeing their shadows casted or cast away from them, like at a certain angle. This album, like the artwork, it kind of just spoke to me. Whoever took this photo or whatever, uh, it's pretty iconic. I, I like it a lot. I do. I think all in all, yeah, this is this is up there. I don't, I can't rank all the albums just yet, but I really do like this one. And now let's get to my friends, not, I'm going to stress this, not managers topic list. This is another friends topic list because manager is taking a leisurely time to come back. Punch kick at you, manager. You gotta come back, you gotta come back, but the next topic up is comedians. Comedians. I've seen a few, or more than a few comedians. Um, I think comedians are having a hard time nowadays because no one can take a joke anymore. Everything has to be said in a certain way so it doesn't offend anybody and that's just not the way that it's supposed to work comedians can only thrive 
if they're able to say anything that's on their mind. Some people are going to hate it. Some people are going to laugh at it. Or maybe some people are going to hate it. Some people are going to like it. And who knows who's going to laugh. You might hate it and you still laugh at it. You might like it and you still laugh at it. But they have to be able to speak freely. Same thing with everybody else. Conversation is a thing that we do all the time. And if there's going to be restrictions on it, the world is going to become an ugly place very soon. But, um, hmm, let's see, let's see. Um, some of the, some of the comedians I've seen are, um, I gotta look up these guys because I know I've seen them. Um, Ron White, he's, he's awesome because he has no filter (laughs) he's he's got his whether i think it's whiskey maybe it's scotch he's got his whiskey he's got his he's got his drink he's got his cigar and he's just unfiltered and it is funny as hell um puppet comedian um who is that puppet comedian who is that guy oh jeff dunham I saw him, my brothers wanted to go see him, and I didn't know too much about him, but this guy is super talented, super talented, because not only does he have to be funny, not only does he have to write his own jokes, he has to act as all those different characters. And those puppets are pretty cool, they're really expressive, really expressive. And it's also kind of cool because when you go there, and he's switching from like one segment to the next. You get these video slash animated sections on screens that give you a little bit more knowledge about the puppets. At least that's what I'm remembering. And it, it was really funny. I think the best... Uh, I think you... At least for me, this is how I get hooked on comedians. Is that... You don't really know much about them, and then you accidentally see them, and then you get hooked on them. Because if you know a little bit beforehand, you're going to know some of the jokes that they say, and it won't be as funny. It won't be as spontaneous. So if you're... It's kind of fun seeing people that aren't so big, because they're the ones that are going to be the next up and running. And if you see somebody that's, you know... If you see someone before their A-Day, it's it's going to seem that much fresher to you. You know, you don't want to hear everything on repeat. You don't want to hear their usual uh, shtick. Um, other comedians I've seen, Tim Allen, um, Kevin James. I had tickets to go to Jerry Seinfeld, but... The virus came, so whenever he decides to come back, and when shows come back, I'll be able to see Jerry Seinfeld. Um, hmm, I like the oh, what's his name, Sebastian? 
Maniscalco. I like him. However, I feel he fell on, at least to me, he kind of fell off his pedestal when he did the MTV Music Awards. You lose points when you do that kind of stuff. I don't want to see you doing announcements. I don't want to see you doing like an opening to somewhere. I want to see your show. That is it. I don't want to see anything else. You're hurting your own comedy by doing that. Um, who else have I seen? Who else have I seen? Oh, Brad Garrett. I would say that the most memorable one, though, like at the moment, is when we saw Tim Allen because that was just incredible. Because I grew up watching the movies he was in. I grew up watching Home Improvement. Um, that new show that he's on. He's pretty much been in my life as long as I could remember, like as some type of character. And just the way that we were able to see him was like out of this world. We went to Vegas, me and my family. And just for this night, just for this one night, Tim Allen was standing in for Jay Leno. And I called all around trying to get these tickets. And we got them, but we had to rush all around. And if you don't, like if you haven't been to the Vegas Strip, like it's, if you're not used to it, it's kind of difficult to maneuver around. But we found out that he was taking over for that one day. We got tickets. We switched tickets to another show for the next day. And then we had to get from one end of the strip to the other end of the strip. And then we finally got there. And it was amazing. It was so worth it. It was so worth it. If you have people that you really want to see, do it before it's too late. I feel I got, I and my family, I feel we got super lucky by him stepping in for that limited time. Who knows if he's ever going to do that again? You never know. So go out and experience things, especially when things get back to normal. Go out, see things before it is too late. Experience things before it's too late. And this has been episode Carlon Sink of Late VOTP. Thank you.